Welcome to another edition, episode 58 of the YXC Sports Podcast, live from Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar in Saskatoon. We're live on the Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar Facebook page. We are live on the No YXE Facebook page. We're live on YouTube. We're live on the YXC Sports Podcast Facebook page. We're live on Spot. Well, not necessarily live on Spotify, but we're on Spotify. We're on Apple. Anywhere you get your webcasts, podcasts. Stitcher. We're here. Stitcher. Very yeah. good, Ray Morrison. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Good. Start of March. Weather's finally starting to to get nice. I was outside for an hour and a half today, and yeah. I and I could have stayed outside for another couple hours. Time it flies. So nice. Yeah. yeah. Nice to nice to see the weather break a little bit. So Tough. that's uh, that's good. What about you? Yeah. Good. No, like I said, just enjoying this nice weather. It's March. I think everybody. It's a five week month. Yep. So I think everybody's excited about that and we're excited to be live at Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar. Uh, we have another $25 gift certificate to give away as well. So make sure that you're leaving your comments on the live stream. If those comments are used, you could win a $25 gift certificate to Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar. We might as well just call this the WHL episode. Yep, absolutely. Uh, because the Central Division has started. We have a guest that will be joining us in a few mere moments as well. But uh, like I said, the Central Division has already started for the Western Hockey League. And over the weekend, Bob Ridley, longtime play-by-play voice yes. of the Medicine Hat Tigers. In fact, the only play-by-play voice the for the Medicine, Medicine Hat, Hat Tigers, Tigers ever had since they joined the Western Hockey League in like 1970 yeah. or somewhere around Called there. Called his 4,000th hockey game. On and, Saturday. Yeah. Isn't, isn't that, that amazing? That's <laughs> terrific. Yeah. And he's one of the best people you'd ever want to meet. So that's uh, that's great news. And we also want to pass along some condolences to the Prince Albert Rangers head coach, Mark Hebscheid, uh, as well as uh, he lost his brother, Robert, not too long ago. So Mark, a good Saskatchewan guy. We're thinking about your family. We're thinking about the, the Raiders hockey team as well. So there's a couple of uh, footnotes in the Western Hockey League. But uh, yeah, kudos for uh, tipping your hat to Bob there. That's, that's terrific. Team it's bus fun. driver for 45 years too or something? Yep. Like yeah, that. yeah, that's amazing. He only stopped doing that a couple of years ago. But he was the bus driver and radio guy for well over three decades for that hockey team, for sure. That's that, amazing. Like we said, it is the WHL episode. The Central Division is already underway, and the WHL's East Division is currently in a hub in Regina. They're uh, kicking off or dropping the puck, if you will, on the season two, just under two weeks from now, March 12th, which is a Friday, will be the first day of the WHL's East Division. And joining us from Regina, from the hub, Swift Current Bronx. Broncos head coach and director of hockey operations, Dean Brockman. Dean, uh, thanks for joining us. And how are you? Yeah, good. And uh, thanks for having me on, boys. Yeah, you're looking like a million bucks, buddy. How's uh, <laughs> how's the quarantining going? Oh, good. Uh, so far, so good. Uh, it's hard to argue with uh, having your own room and uh, meals yeah. brought to you every day. And uh, you know what? Uh, it's been pretty good so far. I have it on good authority from your family that stops when you return to Saskatoon here. I'm just saying, just just as long as you as long as you're well, aware of that. That's uh, well, great. Well, well, I'm certainly hoping they're watching, and uh, it'll continue when I get home. But uh, yeah, no, yeah, that's great. Wishful thinking. Well, uh, D- Dean, it's been almost a calendar year since you last played a meaningful or last coached, uh, you know, a meaningful hockey game. I think March 12th of 2020 is when the WHL suspended their season. So by the time that you guys play again, it'll be a full calendar year. How excited are you to get back behind the bench and how excited are your players to get back on the ice and play some meaningful hockey? Well, you know, I think they're all excited. I think there's kind of a sense of nervousness uh, that comes with that, you guys. I think uh, certainly it's it's no season like, you know, any other. And I think for us, uh, 
you know, our, our team is, you know, is ecstatic that we can play. Like we feel very fortunate and, and grateful that we can. And, you know, the proof will be in the pudding. I, I think there's going to be ups and downs and ebbs and flows in this. But, uh, you know, for the most part, our, our guys uh, were excited to get here. Uh, we got into Regina Saturday night and they were all early, which is uh, which is nice to see. So it just tells me uh, that our guys are ready to get going. Um, with regards to your hockey team, I know Aiden Bullich, uh, he's back with your team and he was kind of one of the top three or four guys that you had. Um, that's probably a carryover to this year, Dean, but maybe just talk a little bit about your, your hockey club and, and what it looks like because, uh, youth is, uh, is definitely the order of the day in Swift Current. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, for us, uh, you know, we've approached it, uh, you know, it's, it was a long-term reset, uh, you know, for the Swift Current Broncos. When they won the league championship, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, you know, we took the brunt of that the last couple of years with, you know, not having a lot of draft picks and prospects and and so on and so forth. But, uh, hey, that was part of the job when I took it. And, uh, you know, we've kind of climbed our way back a little bit. Uh, you know, last season we had one drafted player in our lineup. Uh, the rest of the guys were either acquired through trades that we had to get draft picks for or, you know, just guys that, you know, potentially were, were free agents, uh, sort of say. So, you know, we took those guys and uh, did what we could do with them. And, and now this season, uh, we go from having uh, one drafted player to having nine. So we're pretty wow. excited about it. Uh, you know, for us, uh, we have six or five 16-year-olds here and, and one 15-year-old, our first rounder. And, you know, those are the core guys that are going to be a part of the reset. And, uh yeah, it's an exciting time. I think, you know, working with the younger guys, I feel we're we're going to be for sure one of the youngest teams here. And, you know, we, we can't use any excuses. Uh, we want to go out there and play hard every night. And I'm looking forward to it. But having said that, though, you took over in June of 2018, uh, Dean. So I'm just wondering, and, and we all know that junior hockey is kind of cyclical to a certain degree. So are you starting to get the sense that this team is is getting to be yours now? Uh, you know what, when you have, you know, 16 year olds don't make impacts in the league, I guess. Uh, I always say it takes, uh, four years of a draft cycle to, to be in your lineup, to be successful. And we've just got one. So, okay. yeah. you know, so that, uh, for us, uh, we feel like we're at a quarter tank and, uh, you know, next year when we get our other, uh, 16 year olds from the, uh, 06 draft in it, uh, you know, we're, we're going to be in, in halfway. So it, it takes time and, you know, it takes a lot of patience uh, just because we feel like, you know, the go through the draft is the most important way to rebuild. we got a question from Richard that I think is directed at you. And uh, he says, are there any special things that you were doing for your youngest players who may be away from home from their family for the first time? Now, that's obviously something that not only happens in a bubble or a hub, but any year. So kind of how do you navigate with those? 16 year old players that are potentially playing away from home and their families for the first time. Well, it's, it's been real interesting because we've been, uh, you know, quarantined to our rooms and everybody has single rooms here. So, you know, zoom has, uh, has really saved us, I think. And, you know, all the virtual kind of calls that we've had, I think, you know, we do have some special guests that are going to talk to our players. Uh, you know, we have uh, a young man or we don't call him young, I guess, but uh, he's younger than I am. Sheldon Kennedy's going to, you know, talk to our guys on a regular basis here. And yeah, we, we've done some things. I mean, certainly uh, it's, it's going to be a little bit different. The, the excitement is still there, but I think when, when they kind of feel a little bit of homesick and, 
and uh, kind of get down on themselves because this can be a really tough league. Uh, we'll be there for them. And, you know, we've got a lot of avenues that uh, we can approach. Uh, you know, we have a team chaplain. Uh, you know, I have mental health people that are involved. So, you know, for us, uh, you know, they're they're going to be safe and, and secure. So, you know, we feel good about it. And once we get to connect with them on a, on a personal side and can be on the rink and on the ice and, you know, on the bench together, uh, it should be uh, a good for all players. You had to talk to us for like 10 minutes before uh, we went live here. So, first of all, Ray and I want to apologize for having to deal with us for that long but it's uh not so bad for you matt it's ray that i'm worried about but, <laughs> well, there you go yeah. here we go but you were uh you were mentioning that uh it was your first kind of winter in in 23 years that you've been able to spend at home so over the past 12 months from last march until basically now just kind of what has it been like for you and for your players to a having to stay at home and, and not being able to coach or play hockey but how have you guys been able to kind of stay in that hockey mindset over the past year well, I think there was always, uh, you know, a hope of playing a season. Uh, you know, there was always times where you didn't know if that was going to happen. Uh, you know what, I, again, it, it was very difficult. Every, every region had its own, you know, situation. You know, in BC, you couldn't, you know, escape more than certain amount of guys. So everybody dealt with it a little bit differently. We, we did a lot of different things uh, to keep our guys, uh, you know, invested in, in us and, and us invested in them, I guess, uh, whether it was, uh, you know, doing some uh, questionnaires or having quiz masters or virtual calls, uh, you know, guys uh, always could, you know, felt like they could reach out. We tried to touch base with them when we had news of, of what was happening or what was going on. Uh, for me personally, uh, you know, COVID was okay. I mean, certainly uh, I spent time at home in Saskatoon with my family and you know, I, I'm, I was very fortunate. I got to spend a lot of time with them. And, you know, as much as uh, they're probably happy to boot me out the door because they haven't seen me <laughs> this much in, in 23 years. But it, it was good. Uh, you know, obviously different times. Uh, I think the, the message for, you know, our players and everyone that was involved was being adaptable. I think, you know, times are changing and, and the world is going still as fast as it was before. But, uh, you know, just take the time to to kind of watch it go around and and not let it go by you. So, Dean, let's talk a little bit about that then as you talk about kind of a 24-game season, just how different the world is. And there is no playbook for a pandemic that comes around once every 100 years, obviously. But uh, have you talked to any other coaches or anyone in, in the Canadian Hockey League about what this is going to look like, a 24-game season? There's no plan for a playoff or a championship or anything like that. Uh, uh, so I guess that would be the first question. And the second part would be, so what's the goal for the players then? Obviously, when it's all done, you'd like to be 24-0. But but beyond that, I mean, when you're not really playing for a title or a championship or there's no end goal, how do you go about um, getting what you can get out of these these junior age players? Absolutely. I guess, uh, you know, for us, Ray, you know, yes, we did reach out to the other coaches. The other six coaches that are uh, in the hub with us, uh, you know, we got on conferences last week just to talk about, you know, what other teams were were planning to do with, you know, so-called spare time, so on and so forth. The, the thing that we have to remember is that everyone is in a little bit of a different, you know, set in their cycle. And what I mean by that is, you know, we have a young team where PA may have an older team or Brandon has an older team. So everybody's goals and accomplishments are a little bit different. You know, for us, uh, the Swift Current Broncos, 
there, there's a lot to play for for every player. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, the 20-year-olds that we're carrying, uh, there's going to be NHL guys in the crowd, uh, or not in the crowd, but in the stands, uh, you know, with masks on, which is it was totally different. But, you know, for them, they want to, you know, try and earn that contract. And and for some of our 19-year-old guys and, and eight, late 18-year-olds, uh, you know, they want to get drafted. So for us, uh, you know, there's a lot of things to play for, you know, personally. But, you know, for us to be able to play the game, you know, you know, in these circumstances, you know, we're grateful to the Western Hockey League. We're grateful to the Swift Current Broncos for allowing us this. But, uh, you know, we want to develop the young guys. I, You know, it, it sounds like a cliche, but for us, you know, we want to get better every day, you know, and this is a great opportunity. You have everyone under one roof. Uh, they have nowhere to run from me, and, and we're going <laughs> to try and develop them, you know, not only as hockey players, but as people. This is This is an understanding that, Hey, we want to make sure that they utilize their full potential, not only as a hockey player, but as a person as well. We saw when the NHL playoffs resumed this past summer and this past fall, there was a lot of talk about in the hubs in Toronto and Edmonton, kind of the level of play and and what's the competition going to be like? And is it going to be as good as what the regular season last year was because they had such a long layoff? So competition wise, what are you kind of expecting from the teams in the hub? Is it going to be same high competitive East division WHL hockey, like no other, or, you know, kind of just take us through what you think the, the competition is going to be like and the level of, of gamesmanship, I guess, uh, between you and your opponents. Yeah. You know what? I think uh, everybody plays the game to win uh, Matt. I think that's the most important part and, mm-hmm. and that makes it fairly competitive right off the bat. And, uh, you know, players play hockey to to win hockey games and develop and get better. And, you know, when I reached out to some of the NHL guys that were in the hub and, you know, in the summertime and, you know, the world juniors, obviously, and, you know, we even went to resources from, you know, the queue that had started their season. And, you know, we tried to piece things together as best we could. I, I think, again, adaptability is the key word, I, you know, for us uh, and for everyone else. You know, I feel the hockey's going to be great. There's going to be the ups and downs. There's no doubt about it. Um, you can't be, you know, too. It's it's your longest road trip of the year, I guess. So that's how we we can approach it. And you're gone for two months from your building, and you're playing on the road. So uh, it'll be different once we get to play, obviously, because there won't be, uh, you know, no fans in the stands. And uh, we have to create our own energy and our own momentum and our own fun and our own learning and all those things are important. So. You know, I expect the games to be highly competitive. Uh, you know, the six other coaches that we're going at it with, uh, they're going to want to win, and and so do we. And and I think that's what's going to make the hockey really good. So current Broncos head coach and director of hockey operations, Dean Brockman, joins us on the line from Regina. Of course, we are live at Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bars. We are every single Monday, and Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bars teaming up with the Saskatoon Blades. So make sure that you get a hold of Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar for all the information on that. But, uh, of course, the Blades, the Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar have a fantastic partnership. So make sure to give them a call at 306-382-1717, or you can come and join them at Idlewild and Circle Drive. Ray? Well, it, it was interesting. Speaking of the Blades, we did have Ryan Marsh in uh, a few episodes ago when the plan wasn't really as outlined as is now, Dean. And, you know, you talk about that preparation. So, I, I, like, what do you practices look like like do you get scheduled times beforehand and what do you do with that ice time and you know how do you how do you kind of prepare 
your team against seven other teams or six other teams that are going to be kind of in it in unusual circumstances as you are. Well, I guess, you know, like I said, Ray, we're, we're in a little bit of a different mindset than uh, maybe some of the other teams that are established or was their year. I, I think right. for us, uh, you know, the, the game plan is, is basically to, you know, provide the necessary tools to play within our systems. And what I mean by that is, uh, you know, we'll have some skills and then we'll go right into what we need to do as far as, uh, you know, getting the guys ready to play our systems. And, uh, you get an hour and 15 for about six days and, okay. uh, yep. you know, that'll be, you know, kind of like a mini, mini training camp. And, you know, you'll be able to tell the guys that, uh, you know, potentially could skate, uh, you know, like I said, every region was a little bit different and some guys got to skate, uh, you know, all the way right through and some guys got only a week, uh, you know, so there's going to be a lot of, uh, you hope that the energy and the buzz and the adrenaline will get everybody going right off the bat and, you're going to have your good days and your bad days, but uh, we just have to remind ourselves that we're very, very fortunate to be able to do what we're doing. So that's a good point because I don't know if I've heard this then, Dean, over the 24 game schedule, what does your practice schedule sort of look like? Well, it's a very short period of time. So there, there, you know, there definitely won't be a lot of practice time uh, uh, just because you're playing so many games in a short period of time. So yeah, you're going to get the uh, the odd practice. Uh, yeah. We're we're carrying 26 players as as many teams are carrying that and then some. So you're going to have those days where those guys that aren't playing uh, will have to carry the team a little bit in that regards. And you know, as guys, uh, you know, we're going to have our bumps and our bruises. So yeah, it's uh, the development will have to come from within the game, and right. uh, you know, and that's uh, I think also important, especially for young players. Sometimes it's painful, but that is the best way to learn, isn't it? Um, it is trial by error, Matt, for sure. <laughs> for sure. You mentioned uh, a few times uh, throughout this interview just you know how grateful you are to, to be able to play some sort of hockey this season. But uh, you know how much are you going to miss the fans back in, in Swift Current this year? Well, you know what? Uh, we really feel not only for the fans, but uh, you know the bill of people that are you know so dedicated to the team that are are you know kind of our lifeline that you know they host these kids as if they're family and you know obviously to not see their friendly faces and and sharing their stories and experiences with us you know is really disappointing um you know and and to our corporate people that support us have have supported us right through the pandemic and uh the you know and the number one source is, is definitely the you know is the fans uh you know they're so loyal and uh, so dedicated to their team. Uh, you know we're we're trying to play for them. You know obviously uh, if you need reasons to play for anything, uh, there's a town that has a history of hockey. Uh, there's so many great players uh, that have come out of there, and it's because of the fan base. Uh, you know they they are you know educated. They know exactly what's going on, and and certainly they know a lot about the team, and they follow it on a daily basis. So. You know what? It's it's disappointing because uh, it's such a great atmosphere in the Iplex, and uh, it's too bad we couldn't be there. But again, we're, we're grateful to be playing hockey. See, Monty is in there with a jab for you, Dean. So that's uh, <laughs> that's good. Um, you got to love the fans of this league. It is it is fantastic, and that is a great question that that Matt asked. You know, Dean, you're going to be coming up on uh, three years pretty quick with your time in Swift Current. And I, I, you know, I remember when you were hired, I was thinking, you know, in a team or in a league where some teams are owned by NHL teams, right. You're going to one of the smaller markets in a community owned setting that you were so used to in Humboldt. 
has it been what you thought it would be basically going to the Western Hockey League, but one of the smaller markets in a community run team or, you know, how, how is it versus what your perception of it was before you took it on? Well, that's a great qu- question, Ray. I think, uh, you know, for me personally, it's, uh, we felt, or I felt when I took the job, I really just wanted to, to make sure that swift current was viable, uh, you know, and has this, had sustainability all the way through and and we're trying to do that i think uh you know we've kind of dug our heels in for a couple of years and obviously the pandemic has slowed us down but uh you know two years of of watching players trying to coach a team trying to put players together uh it's been really really busy and uh you know it's great i have you know i definitely have a lot of passion for it Uh, unfortunately what goes by the wayside is is trying to connect with the community and, and, and certainly, you know, you know, you want to do more of that, but you know, the priority and, and everybody wants to see that team, you know, be successful again. And, you know, you feel like you owe them, uh, you know, another run or another championship thing down the road. So yeah, you know what, it's, uh, it's been, it's been really good. I think there's been just like every job, it has its good days. It has its bad days. Uh, you know, we've had a lot of, a lot of turnover in players and uh, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been everything and more than I have expected. And uh, I, you know, I, I knew Swift current was passionate about their team, but I really know now that uh, they own the team. So that's, uh, you know, it, it's been great. And uh, you know, we, we just feel that, you know, if they have a little more patience with us, uh, you know, we're eventually going to get there where we're sustainable year after year. Well, Dean, I uh, just want to say, Thanks one more time for for joining us. I know you're super ecstatic for the WHL to return. Ray and myself are super ecstatic for the WHL to return as well. So, yeah, thanks for carving out some time here, big man. Greatly appreciated. The abuse from you wasn't too bad, actually. (laughs) Yeah, I I certainly miss miss you guys. Maybe not Ray as much, but uh, no. uh, You know what? Uh, I just thank you guys. I I haven't listened to all your podcasts, but... uh, you know, I've listened to quite a few. It's great to get that reflection on the on the community. You guys are doing a great job. And, uh, you know, certainly, you know, it's great to have friends to talk to. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. That's awesome. Thanks so much, Dean. Appreciate it, uh, buddy. Yeah, right. you bet. Take care, man. Okay. Best of luck, Dean. Thank yeah. you. So current yeah. Broncos head coach and director of hockey operations, Dean Brockman from Regina. You can tell that uh, he's just a man that loves being in the community. That was yeah. evident when he was the head coach of the humble Broncos of the Saskatchewan junior league. And, you know, now he's doing the same things down in Swift Current. You know, what's interesting is when he was in Humboldt, I used to go down for their lottery days and I used to do some radio cut-ins and him and I would be side by side, you know, and we'd see people come into the lobby of the Elgar Peterson arena uh, just ready to buy their tickets and engage with Dean. And that's, you know, I, and so to hear him say that he kind of misses that because major junior, you know, there's so much more travel. There's so much more to do on the hockey mm-hmm. side to hear that uh, he wished he had a little more time on the community side. Doesn't surprise me at all. Right. That's just, that's just the kind of guy he is. So that's, uh, that's great. That's speaks perfect. volumes about his character. Just Absolutely. a good hardworking Saskatchewan, small town. Yep. 
guy is Dean Brockman. So, yep. Dean, once again, thanks. Almost ready to wrap things up on this week's episode of the YXC Sports Podcast. But first, uh, some NHL news, Ray. The okay. Montreal Canadiens, of course, last week fired Claude Julien. Yep. I'm going to uh, sure. take it over. Yeah. So it's not helping. As a, as a Habs fan, <laughs> just your thoughts on, on that. Well, I, I think something had to give there. I mean, this is a team, they started the year so good, right? They were running neck and neck with Toronto a little bit. On the back end, they were a very mean team. I've said on more than one occasion that I like that Romanov because he got, you know, he was mean, uh, you know. But for whatever reason, that team started running around a little bit in their own end. I mean, you know. The Ottawa Senators look like the defending Stanley Cup <laughs> champions some nights against the Montreal Canadiens, which uh, which is something that really shouldn't be happening when you're, uh, you know, in in Montreal situation. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see what comes of it. I'm not sure that's a, a long term fix for the Montreal Canadiens, right. but uh, nonetheless, we'll uh, we'll see what happens with uh, with my halves as they try to get it turned around here because it has been an absolute free fall here in the last <laughs> three weeks of uh, of the north or the canadian division for sure the toronto maple leafs take on the edmonton oilers uh tonight of course uh the the drop date of this is is monday march 1st so if you're listening to this after monday the leafs would have already beat the edmonton oilers and uh right now the calgary flames and ottawa senators are just under midway through the first period and it's zero zero there but uh, all of a sudden the senators they've won three games against the habs yep. this year they have seven wins on the season and they're slowly but possibly surely climbing out of that north division well, you know what it's, basement because vancouver is in an absolute free fall and right that's now so hard for me to watch with Braden holby <laughs> it really is because i just it's yeah. just he's such a good person good family uh but yeah and, and and i don't think you know everybody knew from the world juniors that stutzel was going to be good for yeah. the autumn, but i don't but i don't think that people thought I don't think people understood how good he was going to be, but he's been a real impact player so far. So that's been good. Well, I mean, the Ottawa Senators have nothing to lose, right? And there's that age-old adage in sports that sometimes playing against a team that has nothing to lose is the most dangerous team to play. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. Too stupid to be scared. Yeah. Not a care in the world. (laughs) Yeah, They beat the Montreal Canadiens three times and get their head coach fired. So big thanks for joining us on this week's episode of the YXE Sports Podcast. Thanks to Dean Brockman again and the... Winner of the Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar gift card is Monty Classen. So, Monty, please get a hold of us and uh, or the Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar, and we'll get that gift certificate in your hands. Might as well do this again next Monday. Might as well. Might as well. So, until then, stay safe, and we'll see you next week. See you then.